The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels in life. My name is Dee Lee, and we have two very special guests today, my guest host, Sandra Rogers, and our guest, Jim Lutz. A warm welcome to both of you. Now, Sandra, Sandra is the executive producer and network director here on the Voice America Internet Radio. Sandra, here on the Voice America Internet um, station, you have a variety of different channels, including the Empowerment Channel. That's where Mighty Gems is located. Could you take a minute and explain how the Empowerment Channel has become such an important voice on Voice America? I can, Donna, and I do want to say thank you for inviting me to be your guest host, and uh, welcome, Jim, uh, to the program. Um, As the uh, network director and um, executive producer here for the network overall, we have eight channels, and uh, we added the Empowerment Channel in 2012, and we... um, saw that there is a, um, a niche audience that are looking for ways to uh, move forward, to get themselves out of whatever situation they're in, and they're seeking advice from professionals and experts. And we created the channel to create this gateway of information for individuals, maybe and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, just individuals that are looking for some type of self-improvement, some type of structure, some type of a program to uh, move them forward. And the channel brings experts to it, just like yourself, Donna, um, or Dee Lee, that um, have the experience and passion, really. Overall focus is to be that change agent, to make the world a better place. And uh, the only way that we can do that is have individuals connect to who they are, what their true passion is, what their true desires are, and to be able to give them a precise program, a step-by-step way to uh, get beyond where they are, get off that treadmill that is frustrating them and move into a more powerful space for themselves. Well, that's excellent. Really appreciate that. Yes. 
And since the early 1990s, when Lutz International was launched, Jim has taught his branded form of human performance in seminars for corporations, sales forces, and individuals. And he has appeared on television, radio, and worldwide stages. He possesses a unique ability to create performance change in people in a fraction of the time it takes his competitors. Mm -hmm. The results are at times nothing short of astonishing. And with our focus on being empowered, it really comes down to being a, a real mindset for people. And most of us are a bit more awake than we used to be and are starting to really look around within and outside of ourselves. In our Mighty Gem series, we have been talk, are taking a close look at ourselves within and now also outside of ourselves from a higher perspective and really looking for a balanced reflective. Today we are discussing the sparkling adventure outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a topic area that a lot of people, um, you know, might not really think about, but they they look at adventure with a a different eye. So, Jim, with your multiple uh, discoveries that you've had, um, how did you actually get started in the field of self-empowerment? Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. And it's a beautiful day here in San Diego, California. I hope it is where everybody else is at as well. And, uh, yeah, that's a great question because everybody has those uh, catalyst moments that propel them in a, in a different direction and hopefully toward, you know, their passion. And it was about 30 years ago that uh, I met a gentleman, and I was sitting uh, on a wall in Pacific Beach, which is uh, in San Diego, and was uh, just kind of uh, hanging out, really. And this gentleman sat down, and he said he was an entrepreneur. And I, back then, I didn't really know what that word meant. It wasn't as used you know, frequently back then like it is today. And uh, so he told me what it was. And he said, I dictate where my body goes, 365, 24-7. And I was enamored by the entire conversation. So I said, well, how do you become an entrepreneur? And he said, well, first you build your mind, and you build your belief in yourself, and you build your tenacity and your drive and your focus and your commitment and your discipline. And I said, wow, how do you do that? And I was in my early 20s, and uh, so he, he referred me to all the classic books, you know, Wallace Waddles, um, Magic of Believing, Claude Bristol, uh, Think and Grow Rich, all of the classics. And so I began to devour those, uh, really just found my, my calling. And then I went to a, a party, Christmas party, and there was a hypnotist, and everything came together because he kept mentioning the subconscious mind. I began to resonate with that because that was woven through all of uh, the books that I, were, I was reading. So I said, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And he did it in an entertainment format. I do it in a self-improvement format. But at that point, I sought out the best in the world in that modality and studied under them and embarked upon my journey. Wow. That's quite a journey. And in what ways would you say you could equate that to an adventure? Well, everything's an adventure, and it's perspective-based. Uh, oftentimes, you know, we, we live in our own self-initiated bubbles, and uh, we think that today should be different than it is. Uh, today can't be different than it is. If it was different, it wouldn't be today. It would be another day. Tomorrow can be different. Mm-hmm. So, as you make those progressions, it's not unlike a, you know, a baby uh, starts to stumble and fall down when, when it begins to walk. It doesn't give up. Uh, otherwise, every adult would be crawling around, right? So babies <laughs> never give up until they, they conquer, you know, walking. And the same with people, though. People have a bigger tendency 
to retreat and surrender and not really look at it as a journey. They're more outcome-based. And certainly these days with the microwave mentality, when I tell somebody it would take them 36 months to build a business, I might as well tell them 10 lifetimes. Uh, everybody wants it. I want it quick. They want a quick fix. They want, you know, instant money in a business. And they have to, you know, they have to be realistic because they're bringing themselves to the table and they're bringing, in my philosophy, their mind to the table. And the mind is either an ally or an adversary. So if you look at it as a guitar, uh, if you were to want, if you wanted to play the guitar, well, you're going to have to put up with what? With your fingers getting sore, your mind knowing where your fingers should go, but they don't go on the fretboard to, to architect the chord the way you know it should be, what are you going to do at that moment of frustration? You're going to do what most people do, maybe, and put it away under the bed, never to be played again. Well, that's too bad, because you could have been a virtuoso, because they just pushed through those same steps that frustrated you and caused you to quit. So, Sandra, I know you play the guitar. <laughs> do you relate to and, it? And, you know, as he's <laughs> stating that... Um, you know, the description of how you can be frustrated because you do want, you know, you, yourself to sound like the song that you're trying to play on the guitar, uh, but it is steps. And I would I would have to say to you, yeah, there's a lot of soreness and you build up calluses to combat the soreness and you know it eventually that your fingers, if you move them closer to the fret, you're not going to get the distortion uh, that you're hearing. So it's a lot of, it's it's these are steps. And I kind of say to you, Jim, that I appreciate that analogy. I also can say that when you were 30 years ago sitting uh, on a wall, you know, you probably were asking for something to come into your life and, uh, you know, you were ready to create some kind of change around who you, who you were and where you wanted to go. And I think that's the point. You know, when we are at that point, sometimes a breaking point for us, we become more open you know, to uh, people coming into our lives, things changing for us. And I think when you accept that, uh, when it appears, you can move forward effectively and successfully. Yeah, and that has a big step. You know, the adventure word sometimes um, can cause people to have fear. You know, if they're not exactly you know tuned into what is i guess the definition of adventure is kind of not knowing where it's going to head sometimes so and that's a lot about the comfort zone too so it's it's really um very interesting how people approach a comfort zone um and so when you start looking at stepping outside of that comfort zone um did you find, Jim, that um, you had discoveries that all of a sudden showed up, or how did um, some of that stepping forward, um, how, did, how did you deal with that? My, myself? Well, uh, you know, it, sometimes there's just fundamental traits that need to exist, uh, you know, how and we'll go back to the guitar real quick. You know, you can put the guitar in the corner, and Sandra knows this, and I play guitar as well, and maybe we'll go on tour, Sandra. Yeah, how about you that? Put it in, put it, <laughs> you put it in the corner, and you can uh, program your subconscious. You can pray. You can meditate to be a great guitar player and say, I am a great guitar player. I am a great guitar. No, you're not, until you go over and pick it up. Mm-hmm. So you can do that all day long, so there has to be that genesis of action that interweaves with what comes into your life. Everything would, 
everything that comes into your life comes in in the form of circumstance. So you have to be in a constant state of awareness and readiness. If you were out to meet the love of your life, it's the girl or guy that spilled coffee on you at Starbucks. Did you know that? They're not going to manifest in a puff of smoke in your living room. So you have to be in a constant state of awareness. And one example I use, I have a close friend of mine. Her name is Beth, and she lives in San Diego. And I always say, if you want to know about water, you don't ask a fish because a fish doesn't notice it because the water is around it its entire life. If you want to know about the American free enterprise system, uh, you don't ask an American because they don't see it, even though it's been around their Mm -hmm. entire life. You ask somebody from another country who sees it from an outside perspective and comes in scratching their head going, what's the matter with everybody else? I came in here and I've got a super successful business. How come they don't? So Beth came from the Philippines and came over here and uh, limited education, was folding newspapers at night, working three jobs, didn't go out, saved her money for a few years, actually, bought her first little property, uh, rolled that into another property, into another. Now she has multiple homes that she rents out and a beautiful uh, home in a high-rise downtown San Diego. So she has three to four residences, and she did that because she saw possibility. She wasn't clouded by her reality at that moment. She saw the possibility and took advantage of it and took massive action. And then now, of course, and Cassandra, as everybody knows that's in this industry, you know, people call her lucky. Mm-hmm. She wasn't lucky. She, she had something come into her life and then inserted the action component into it. So action is related to, you know, the choice of do you stay in the zone or do you get out of the zone? <laughs> and how does one know when they step out, you know, what's going to happen? It's, Are you asking me? Yeah, I mean, or all of us. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you don't know. And so that's why, you know, an entrepreneur doesn't want to know a definitive outcome necessarily. It's the excitement of not knowing where they're going to be in three to four years. Uh, you know, a person that, say, is less, I'm using entrepreneur as an example, uh, they need to know where they're going to be because it, it's fear-based. They need security. And so there's where you have that dichotomy. One person needs security, but the other person wants the benefit of freedom or the ability to expound upon their passion into a business or monetize it, uh, yet the fear holds them back. So there's multiple techniques and strategies and methods, of course, that uh, you can use to diminish or eliminate that fear. You're only born with two fears, fear of falling and the fear of noise. Everything else is accumulated over time. So if you're programming subconsciously, which is my area of expertise, uh, it's always going to override your rationalization or justification or your or your uh, discipline or your willpower. Uh, imagination will always win. And so you need to make sure that you're crafting it, again, as an ally and not an adversary. So that every single day you get up, you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, you wash your body. What do you do for your mind every single day? Probably the most important component of all uh, yeah, people just ru- let it run rampant, being influenced by authority figure, traumatic incident, and repetition. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, we, uh, in our show, actually, uh, you, you know, kind of sprinkle and sp- are sparkling quotes in some of the conversation, too. So it's, uh, Brian Tracy came up with a quote, uh, move out of your comfort zone. You can only grow if you are willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you try something new. And that's a real, um, that's a real step out, you know, not really knowing um, how does one look to themselves. It's probably kind of almost like a, a baby learning to walk. 
you know, they're going to fall down and they're going to feel funny. And I guess part of this process, too, is acknowledging that it is an adventure and it does create challenge and also having a sense of humor about it that you are learning and that, you know, this is a good process. You know, does that resonate with either of you or... Well, I, I can answer that. It certainly resonates with me, Donna, when you use the analogy of a baby walking. And, and uh, finally, when that, that child is standing upright and, and uh, has the strength in its legs to um, stand tall and balanced, it, there's a big smile that comes on that baby's face because it, it realizes that that's, that's a set of, of that's, that's accomplishment there. But I also know that um, stepping out of the comfort zone is huge because when we are in this circle and we're so controlled that we feel like we have some control, we really don't have that control. But when we get out of that circle, so to speak, or our comfort zone and be open to all the possibilities that's out there, then I think we truly can um, see who we are and explore that person that uh, has been someplace else inside of us or buried deep inside of us for years. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that learning opportunity, too, is um, if you're, well, from a, an empowerment show perspective, and um, most of the listeners um, probably would step in there as well, uh, knowing that they are on the show because, or listening to the show because they have a sense of adventure. Um, it, it really, you step out and you're not sure, and then essentially really can um, have that sense of you, each of the little steps that you, as you step forward, right. feels so accomplished, you know, with that process. And Jim, could you tell, do you have, um, with your current project focus, um, how have you been inspired to keep moving along the path? How have I been inspired to keep moving? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, back to that, that word I learned, entrepreneur, right? Entrepreneurs want to work. Uh, employees want to retire. Uh, so people ask me, they say, well, Jim, you know, you're, you're pretty successful. Why don't you, uh, how come you're always working? I go, I don't know. Why is, a, why is a painter always painting? Why is a, a musician always playing? Why? Because it's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's what I do. I have nothing to retire from. So I enjoy the process. Uh, it's not work. I don't. I don't really work. And I'm sure that Sanders say the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. You know, when do you have? When do you tell Stephen King or to stop writing? You know, he has enough money. It's not about the income. It's about he's a writer. You're, he's a musician. She's a sculptor. Uh, I am a personal development individual. So Sanders, so is you. So you know, we have the ability to integrate our passion. It's not a business of uh, of segregating work from play or or what we enjoy to do. And then in our industry, I think it's the greatest industry in the world because we get the emotional gratification and the financial rewards. You know, if you sell auto, you know, or office furniture or something, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you, you're, you know, you don't really have the emotional gratification of somebody that really had that aha moment and relinquished their fears and started that cookie business or went out and found that loving relationship. And so, you know, it's something that's so embedded in all of us in the industry that that we would probably never do anything else once you've once you've made a career in this industry and sandra i'll defer to you but you know what else what else would you rather do probably not a lot of different things you can you know we do all do different things but from a career it certainly is rewarding well it's really a mindset also 
and helps out there. And with that thought, we're going to take a, a brief um, break and be back shortly and explore some more adventures. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellikey.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellikey.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. Have you ever met a muse? Or consider the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, and today we're um, doing a uh, conversation with Jim Lutz and Sandra Rogers on sparkling adventure outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, when we think about this too, um, Jim, you're doing an awesome project um, right now. I was part of one of the the books on the Change Seven. Uh, it's a it's a it's an awesome project, and I, I understand you're up to about what change 10 in the the co-authored book series right and you know when you look at the you know just change itself it's it's a very useful um the change series is very useful collection because it's really getting insights from people all around the world and and also um as um, the, as you've been working with it, I'm sure you've had a, a quite an adventure. How did you come together with Jim Britt to focus on the Change Series? Well, uh, Jim Britt was Tony Robbins' first coach and Jim Rohn's partner and everybody from Earl Nightingale to Zig Ziglar to Brian Tracy to Dr. Dennis Wakeman, Lisa Nichols. Uh, they've all been 
uh, in business in one form or another with Jim. And so uh, we know each other through the seminar industry for many, many years. And about three years ago, we started doing uh, seminars together. And uh, it, it just merged very well, some of our programs. We continue to do our own as well, but it just merged very well. He's a great guy and, and uh, just just wonderful material, his power of letting go. And so we did that, and we were filling the rooms, and we kept having people come up to us that were just incredible speakers, incredible coaches, incredible trainers. But they didn't know how to level up, and we kept seeing that they're losing a career in some cases because they don't understand that side of the business, marketing, et cetera, and, and uh, positioning themselves is not their core competency. And so they flounder around. And, and unfortunately, because some of the most talented people in the world are not hearing their message, are not hearing their passion, same with musicians. And so we created the book series because we wanted to expedite how we built our companies, which is with intra-industry collaboration. Uh, otherwise, you're an army of one. And an army of one, you'll burn out and cap out. So we decided to create the community, but have that thread be the the book, the change. And it's now the fastest growing personal development book series in the world. And we've got over 200 co-authors from 23 plus countries uh, participating. And we're nowhere near done with what we're going to do in terms of scaling the community. So what happens is it, it ends up being that catalyst or that bridge that Jim and I are bringing to the table and then augmenting it with our marketing expertise and our training uh, that we're doing because there's so much talent and they just don't know how to get themselves out there. And, and, you know, we have a lot of experience, 30 years for me and 40 years for Jim. And and so we're providing mentorship to all the co-authors as we build the community. And once again, Sandra, I know that anything that you've done, any, any either of you, uh, it started as an idea. Was there a guarantee? No, there was no guarantee. Uh, was it a distraction from some of my other businesses? It was It was a allocation of time with no guarantee of outcome. But here we are one year later, and you know it's the fastest personal development book series in the world, and the diversity is being applauded. You know, all too often people think you need to look through your lens, you know, or your filter. <clears throat> no, you don't. Uh, the change book series or any other information you access. Uh, can provoke a thought. You may not agree with 80% of somebody's chapter in there. Well, that's okay. That's their perspective. But just by viewing something through another person's perspective can completely change your own perspective because we're conditioned to look at things based on our experiences. And when you look at things through situations or circumstances based on other people's experience, then you grow as an individual as part of that. And that growth is something that you know, becomes as like a radiation from yourself, not the radiation, but, you know, it becomes a, a, a radiating energy. So you're going to have an effect on other people around you also as you change and move through whatever experiences you have, which is pretty awesome. Um, and how would you describe the project as an adventure that our listeners could maybe understand? From you know the understanding of what is an adventure, you know, the term. Well, let's adventure. look at the word adventure. I guess, and Sandra certainly, you know, um, I want you to perspective. Adventure, just by the nature of the word, is excitement, anticipation. Right? It's uh, you go on an adventure to get away from the norm, to get away from the monotony, to get away from the complacency, the repetition of your of your daily life. You go on an adventure. So if you view it as an adventure then what you're doing is planting a seed, and it's not the seed 
that strengthens the tree. It's the root system. So when people understand that every contact you make, every inter, you know interaction that you make, every relationship, friend, uh, intimate relationship, coworker, has is a seed that creates that root system, and that root system is what grows uh, the strong tree. And this analogy being yourself, because we're programmed through authority figure, repetition, and traumatic incident, and that is the three primary subconscious programming that occurs. When we're young, so take an example like uh, Nike. They have a slogan, just do it, right? Well, both of you are sure and our listeners are, are familiar with that slogan. Well, did you memorize it? No, you didn't memorize it, uh, but you can't get it out of your head. It's impossible. I can get it out utilizing hypnosis, but you can't get it out of your head because it is installed in your subconscious through what? Repetition in Michael Jordan, authority figure. So what else is in people's heads? That fear of criticism, that need for approval, that they've been programmed in since they were a young man. They said, uh, son, why can't you be like your brother? He's so smart and he's so good and he's so athletic. How come you can't do that? Well, that's no different than Nike slogan. That is a repetitive, self-initiated affirmation that has to be addressed or you'll always default. You'll self-sabotage. You'll always move back. So moving on an adventure who do you usually go with? Well, most people don't go by themselves. They go other with other people, right? Mm-hmm. If you go climb a mountain, you have an experienced mountain climber or guide. If you go skydiving, they strap you to somebody else. Those are adventures. Well, with the change community or the circles that you both travel in or other people moving out, not only out of your comfort zone, but into a different environment to where you can reprogram using what? Repetition, authority figure slash mentor and omit traumatic incident from there. So you're able to consistently utilize your environment uh, as, a, as a conduit toward your own personal growth as you do embark on an adventure. And you're absolutely correct. Sometimes it takes not going alone, and that's where the book series creates 200 people, currently over 200 and growing, that you have instant access to, to collaborate, to reinforce you, to encourage you, to share with you how they're bringing their dreams and passions to fruition. That's and, really awesome. Yeah, and I know Donna, you're a contributor to the book, and uh, Jim, I also know you know that uh, Bernie Dorman, who's a very familiar name uh, with the Voice America Network here, wrote the forward uh, in this book and represents CEO Space, which is a, a group of uh, professionals that are uh, becoming mentors for other individuals that want to be successful in their endeavors. And then you have Jim Britt writing uh, writing a, a contributing and then yourself and uh, the blank canvas the the piece that you wrote so profound some of the things that you talk about if people only knew how impactful their words were uh, when they say things to people because you know many of us as children for example grew up in homes that uh, maybe weren't as um, uh, you know the, the it, there was not a lot of money you know available and so you know that that money doesn't grow on trees, why do you want this thing sort of thing? It sets the tone, it sets the pace, and it creates uh, a, a sense of doubt. Um, and that's just simply one example, but there are many of them uh, that, you know, as children we grow up and we, we get into that system, and it kind of gets us stuck there. And I think you expressing that, and then when people realize that, and then as these people like yourself, D. Lee, that contribute to the book, it's it's in it. It's designed in a way to uh, say this is where you are, and these are some things that we can help you uh, think about and and shift 
that mindset uh, along the way to a better life, better prosperity sort of thing. Well, and it's been very interesting having gone through the exercise yeah. of contributing to the book was an awesome experience. You know, it's, it's like, okay, you have this focal point, and my topic had to do with self-talk. And that's a lot of the exploration that we've um, explored here in Mighty Gems is really looking at words and what do they mean and Mm -hmm. how do they help, you know, or create challenge. And so sitting down to write the the chapter, I found I learned a lot and I, I didn't realize I knew as what I do. <laughs> so it was a it was a very interesting experience just writing the chapter too. And it's um it's that part of what I think part of the um change process seems to be also showing up in some of the other um author stories and whatever is it, as the as you really hone in on uh, something like when I was researching what is a comfort zone it's, that's an interesting one because you have so many parts are different for each person and you know then you start looking at the word comfort and that means different things for other people too and so um, I think words are such a powerful um, different area that people sometimes lose because we all communicate words but we don't really sometimes follow through with what does that word mean for someone else and that was where I, I also found that the, the blank canvas was it, it's kind of like the, the just do it um, phraseology because once I got through reading your chapter Jim it was almost like wow blank canvas boy that is so clear mm-hmm. and and here are all the backup stories and reasons why and wherefore and so um, could you define this a little bit more for, for people that haven't really um, read the book or the chapters? Um, what is what is a blank canvas, and how does it how is it really affecting people? Sure. Uh, well, the blank canvas is an analogy for the way you're born. You're born essentially with a blank brain, and you have yet to be influenced um, by your environment or authority mm-hmm. figures or, or incidents. So. You know, what we're doing is reverting to a blank canvas. And one of the examples is uh, in hypnosis, you, you utilize, or neurolinguistics or psychosomatic parenthetics, any of the other strategies I use, you utilize the subconscious mind, which is what? The, the largest part of the mind. It's the, not the tip of the iceberg. That would be the conscious mind. And then you have the subconscious. In between is something called the critical factor. And the critical factor does not exist until around age 9 to 11 in that area, give a little bit. And the critical factor is like a guardsman at the gate or a bouncer at a nightclub. And before it exists, the subconscious accepts everything as true uh, because it has no what are called experiential knowns to bounce it off of. You haven't lived a life yet to where you have experiences that validate or invalidate what somebody's telling you. So if you tell a a four-year-old, five-year-old child that the moon is made of cheese, they just believe it. Well, if you tell them they're stupid, they just believe it. If you tell them they're incapable, they just believe it. There is no filter to bounce that off of and disagree. They have no conscious ability to do that yet based on that critical factor that's not there. At 9 to 12, that critical factor goes in there. Now you have a guardsman at the gate. So think of a nightclub. And think of letting everybody into that nightclub. There is no guard yet. So that would be analogous to age you know, six or seven. Okay, so everybody's coming in that nightclub. Well, who's there? Well, there's good people, bad people, 
smart people, not so smart people, people with good intentions, people with bad intentions, loving people, people filled with hate. You had no way to, to uh, discern who was coming into that nightclub. Well, that's the same programming you have as a child before the critical factor comes in, right? So what you have to do where the blank canvas comes in, you have to go into the nightclub and you have to pick who you want to stay. You have to have a guest list. You have to pick those that you can serve and they can serve you. It creates the experience that you want and you have to get rid of everybody else. So you have to create a blank canvas for that nightclub so that you can have the right people in there and you have to go in and ask the others to simply leave. And that's where programming, subconscious programming, goes in and retains that which serves you and other people in terms of your life, in terms of your abilities and outcomes, and also gets rid of the people you don't want in there, in that case, the thoughts and the programming that doesn't serve you. So you're, you're starting over and cleaning out uh, your subconscious from all the programs that just simply don't serve you, not unlike cleaning out a hard drive in a computer. Uh, we just never do that uh, because we're constantly around places, circumstances, people, things uh, that, now, you know, for the most part really don't cater toward, uh, toward the programming. And I know for you, uh, you ladies that are entrepreneurs and business people, you know, no idea is too crazy to tell me. You know, if somebody comes up to me and they have a crazy idea, I am extremely supportive mm-hmm. because I don't know what I don't know. But they're usually around, many times, environments that are counterproductive to that mm-hmm. because of the people they hang around. You're crazy. That's never going to work. And so they're constantly beaten down when, in fact, they may have one of the greatest world-changing, empowering ideas in, 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 on the planet. Uh, but they weren't endorsed and supported. So it really is important when it comes to the blank canvas to not only clean out the garden of all the weeds, but to make sure that you put something in place so the weeds don't grow back. Yeah, that's very empowering. Yeah, I, I love the analogy of, of the nightclub. When I read that, I thought, wow, this is so visual. You know, you, you go in a club and obviously that bouncer is at the door, but we're that bouncer. Uh, when it comes to these thoughts that are in our heads or uh, things that we had been programmed uh, uh, to ways to behave as a child. And now we're coming into an adult, and this allows that self-examination. What is really stopping me? Why am I always asking someone, is this the right approach to take? And is this the right direction? Make make a stand for myself, you know what I mean? And then from there, uh, we get stronger. We do release things that don't serve us anymore. And that just continues to empower us and, and move us forward. Yeah, and that movement really is, you know, the action part. You know, and some, sometimes it takes a while to really know what is what does it mean when you want to move. Uh, is it just, you know, and how do you do that when you're making changes happen? Because change change is very difficult, and sometimes you think you're changing, but you're not changing right. the right combination, because then you might go slipping backwards pretty quick. Um, and so that's where it, uh, it becomes more experience, and, and really it's it's a mindset. I think when you start looking, because change is fear. I mean, people are feared, fearful of change a lot of times. And well, they are. And, they are. You know, they they absolutely are. And and if you look at, you know, I live in San Diego, so I'm literally fifteen twenty minutes from Mexico. And so, if you look at a, a six year old boy in San Diego, uh, they are programmed from authority figure, right? Their parents, right. grandparents, repetition over and over and over. 
and hopefully not traumatic incident. But what do they program? Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Something bad may happen. Look at the TV. What happened to that child? So they're, and rightly so, they are programmed not to talk to strangers. If I go 20 minutes south and I'm in Tijuana, Mexico, 180 degrees, that six-year-old boy in Mexico, their parents say, go talk to every stranger you see. Go talk to strangers. Our life will be better because of it. Go talk to strangers. That's why they'll walk up to full-grown adults, tug on your jacket, and try to sell you something. They have zero fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Zero. And But what happens? They say, don't talk to strangers, don't talk to strangers in the U.S., and then suddenly you get a job in sales, and you don't like to sell. Why? Because you've been programmed not to talk to strangers. Oh, you wow. don't know where that fear was really installed. It was installed by authority figure and repetition that something bad will happen if you talk to strangers. So that's why sales doesn't appeal to a lot of people, because they, they were programmed that it's not good to talk to strangers. Yeah, it's interesting. Jack Canfield said, if we're not a little bit uncomfortable every day, we're not growing. All of the good stuff is outside our comfort zone. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back and look at more adventure. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you ever met a muse? Or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intellike dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intellike to become a cat. So what is human intellike? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
thank you for coming back to the show. We're Mighty Gems, and we're talking with Jim Lutz and Sandra Rogers about comfort zones and stepping outside along with an adventure. Interestingly, Eleanor Roosevelt said, do one thing every day that scares you. That, you know, looks like, you know, what, what would that look like? And how many people would like to do that? You know, it's kind of interesting. So, Jim, from your experience and also from Sandra, your experience <clears throat> and different discoveries, um, what kinds of self-empowerment tools have you actually found useful for both yourself, yourselves, um, and would they be things that uh, other people, I mean, would you suggest that others consider them uh, in how they approach, you know, change or fear or how would they be able to use that? Yes, Andrew, why don't you take that one? So, so for me, it's really a self-discovery. It's it's really uh, releasing some of the uh, old habits that I've had, opening my mind up to uh, other people's ideas of success, uh, actually sort of... Uh, you know, like you said, Jim, reading all those books uh, and surrounding yourself with the messages that were there and intended for all of us to to have, you know, some some awareness of. So for me, self-empowering has been letting go of uh, things that kept me uh, in in one place. Um, and I, I can go back to the guitar analogy. Uh, never thought about playing the guitar, but I also sing. And so the idea for me with uh, communicating with musicians was how do, how do I tell them what key to play in that I, you know, my voice could come out uh, stronger through. Uh, I So the guitar for me was just a way to learn the chords, learn the keys, and be able to communicate. And then I fell in love with the idea of uh, the melody and, and creating the sound. But it was really releasing the fear and allowing myself to receive uh, people that show up in my life and 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 be open to the change. So it became more of an adventure. And and from there, you know, it it is it's evolving. And so I'm I'm open to that evolution. And so I think that that's one thing for me. It's just releasing the fear, actually. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, absolutely. And sometimes, it, you know, there are just practical habits that need to be installed. Yes. And sometimes you just you have to have discipline. I'm sure that uh, you two ladies are very disciplined. I'm very disciplined. <laughs> yes. uh, when you make a commitment, uh, especially to yourself, you have to stand by that commitment because you obviously possess the latitude to discard it and blow it off. Uh, you have to make a commitment to yourself, and by building your self-esteem and your self-image, uh, by committing to yourself and then following through, you build a stronger version of yourself rather than the person that says, gosh, you know, I mean, I can't do this and I can't do that. So, you know, a combination of self-talk, subconscious programming, whatever strategies you use, uh, building that self-esteem and self-image is critically important uh, for all facets of mm-hmm. communication and personal development, business development. Uh, whatever it is. And so, you know, let's say somebody decides to get in great physical condition. Well, it's not that hard. I can show you how to do it with two pieces of paper. It's actually very easy. I do this at one of my events. Here, hand out these pieces of paper. This one tells you what to eat and when to eat it. And this one tells you what exercises to do and how long to do them. And this one tells you the supplements you need to go buy. So go do it. What's the problem? Go do it and come back in six months. You'll be transformed. 
Why won't they do it? Because they'll blow it off. They mm-hmm. don't possess the discipline to engage in a delayed gratification. Because they, it's that easy. You can't have salad dressing, you can't have meatloaf, and you can't have pizza. And there you go. Here's what you're going to be eating, and here's the exercises you're going to do. Well, I don't have time to go to the gym. Get up an hour early. There's 30 hours a month. Next question? Yes. So, of course, you have the time. But once you learn discipline, it's fascinating because you can apply it to anything. The guitar, dancing, martial arts, anything, because you bring your best version of yourself there. So if I made a commitment uh, tomorrow, which is uh, Saturday, I made a commitment that I'm going to work my business from three to five, two hours. Okay, let's say I did that. And somebody pulled up, and they said, hey, Jim, there's a great band playing, concert, some of your favorite music, let's go. I can't go. I wouldn't go. Because I can't allow myself that degree of flexibility because I made a commitment. So the way I would go see the band, don't make the commitment then in the first place, because it's better not to have it than default on it. And you'll build yourself those bricks of self-esteem to where you're absolutely correct what you said earlier. There'll be an energetic response from people which translates what? If you wanted to use a common word, charisma. And I have a chapter on that in, in my book. It's about what is charisma. Charisma is there's something about that person. They may not be the richest. They may not be the best looking. Uh, you know, some of the greatest charisma in the world comes from people that live in mud huts. It has nothing to do with, with social status. It has to do with that energetic response of that individual being self-assured on both themselves and the message that they're bringing to the world. And so that presentation, again, is part of the inside coming out as a reflective. It is, as long as it's done with authenticity and Mm -hmm. self-belief. That's what people are going to resonate with. You know, I mean, do you believe in in what you're doing yourself? And until you do, uh, people are going to pick up on that. And that's just a process. It's not, you know, it's just like building muscles. You know, you people go to the gym and they sign up and then they get 10 sessions with a trainer. And then they go to the front desk and they say, hey, listen, I just spent $400 on my membership and training. Uh, where's my muscles? Where are my mm-hmm. biceps? Where are my legs? What, what happened? I, I just spent four. You got the right to work. That's what you got. Mm-hmm. And you have to go now and have the discipline and desire and tenacity and drive and focus to apply what the trainers taught you. Without that, I call it the three A's, acquisition, assimilation, and application. Acquisition is acquisition of the knowledge. Here you go. Here's the knowledge. Great. Assimilation is are you learning it or just listening to it? And then three is application of the knowledge. Without any of those three, you're going to default. It's impossible to progress. And so that progression then um, in human nature and habit forming and people's attitudes, they are going to go through that process sometimes and then blame others. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get there because. You know. Sandra, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, well, it, it is it is that old uh, habit that we have. Uh, you know, um, if we are given two pieces of paper like, like you described and, and we're told what to do in each one of those uh, options and then we don't apply it, 
you know, it, we have no one else to blame but ourselves, but we, then we become that person that has an excuse for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that reverts back to, again, programming. You're never going to amount to anything. Uh, you're, why can't you be like your brother or why can't you be like your neighbor? Uh, all of those voices come back in our heads and we live in that world again. And I think so, yeah, there are people that will blame others uh, because they are afraid to step out there on their own and look at themselves and look at, look at that mirror and make those changes because it's there. We're, we're, it's available to all of us. We all are put here on this earth for a reason. We have a gift. But if we don't accept what it is, then obviously we're going to default to blaming someone else and keep ourselves in that circle <laughs> that's, you know, our comfort zone. And so, You're right. It's, it's, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask if you had any um, stories that you could share in this area, that because a lot of people remember the stories, and um, I'm making an assumption here, but people that are listening to the Empowerment Channel have at least decided they're wanting to become educated and what is empowerment on. But um, if you have any brief stories that um, would be an awesome one to remember. The, the effect of how this can change someone, that'd be, that would be a great share. Well, briefly, it, it changed me. Um, you know, I had to detach from what? From social belief systems mm-hmm. and from uh, influence uh, from others. I had to detach from a lot when I was a young guy because, my, you know, my brother was a Ph.D., my dad was a business guy, and, and I didn't go to college. And so, obviously, that created turmoil in my family when I decided not to go to college. And so they sat me down one time, and they said, and it all was, you know, spawned from meeting the guy on the wall at the beach. And so, I wish I could find him today. I definitely, I'd buy him something, because uh, he, he was that aha moment. Mm-hmm. And so, it came from me saying, you know, well, let me, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I discovered that you need a degree to work for the company, but you don't need a degree to own the company. And my dad just looked at me and said, what? I go, yeah. He goes, well, you need to get a job and work your way up. I go, no, I'm just going to start out at the top. <laughs> and he goes, how are you going to do that? I go, I just put president on my business card. That's how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But it was so anti or in contradiction to what we're taught in academia yep. that you need to go through these process. Uh, you know what? I had the confidence and conviction to do that, though. Was I scared? Absolutely. When I, you know, I've spoke in front of thousands of people all over the world. When I started, I was hyperventilating with my little Nissan pickup and outside the workshop. Scared to death to go in there. But you know what? That's that moment that I said, go do it. Guess what happened? I failed. Then I was faced with another decision. Well, that was uncomfortable. Am I either going to go forward or retreat? And so I had to use the proverbial burn their boats, right? If, uh, if we go burn our boats, if we go back, we go back on their boats. There is no, I had to burn that option of retreating and surrendering and move forward because people want to revert to that, comp- that comfort zone. And then they, they're around people that make them feel good about it. You know, there's a story, I'll share this quickly, and then Sandra, I'd love to hear a story. There's a, a young man that went to his father, and he said, uh, Dad, you know, I want to be a gymnast in the Olympics. And he goes, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, I watched it on TV, and that's what I want to do, and I want to win the gold medal. And his father, you know, with the best of intentions, says, son, you're not naturally athletic like these guys. You don't have the right body build, you know. I mean, 
you know, you're probably not going to make it. Look at all the competition in the colleges and the high schools. You got to go all the way to the gold medal. I mean, chances are slim to none that you're going to accomplish that. So the son got up the next morning and walked up to the father and he said, you know, dad, can I talk to you? He said, sure. And he goes, I really want to thank you for that talk last night that you gave me about me wanting to win the gold in the Olympics because I decided not to. And uh, you know what? I just might have gone out and tried. Stole his yep. dream. Oh, go ahead. We have uh, no, that's about fine. one minute to wrap up here. <laughs> go ahead, Sandra. No, I, I you know, I, I am uh, completely uh, in unison with your your you know, your philosophy as far as what it takes to make a difference. And I know we have uh, a short amount of time, but really I think uh, if the, the takeaway for anyone who's listening to this program today is self-discipline and uh, releasing the fear uh, that we've been programmed to have, self-discipline, releasing the fear, and then being open to the changes that is going to be happening uh, for us. Well, that's a great takeaway, and we really appreciate um, everyone joining us. Uh, Mighty Gems is about sparkling as gems and focusing on personal values, even if it's just a perceived value and prospecting around yourself and within yourself as there are so many special jewels. And we hope you've enjoyed our exploration here as an adventure. And Jim, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, There's a couple of links, I believe, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but in, your email is info at lutesinternational.com. Is that um, correct? That's correct. And your website is lutesinternational.com, and also you have jimlutslive.com. So those are two, and those will be um, shared as part of our Mighty Gems ref- reference information. And uh, we l- really look forward to uh, learning more as we go mm-hmm. and grow. And we, um, you know, basically Buddha has said, you know, the trouble you think or is that you think you have time. Well, we strongly recommend that you start the journey now. And um, be careful what you believe. But join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And thank you again for joining us, Jim and Sandra. Thank you. Thank you for joining Dee Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.